They Got Game is brought to you by Audible. Audible has thousands of audiobooks to choose from, including other offerings like podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. You might remember the story about my wife literally reading books while she was driving. Well, she no longer does that, and she took me up on my offer to use audible.com. She's loving the service. Not just an ad, actually used in the Lee house, and she loves it. The book that she said is one of her favorites she has ever read is um, a book called Dear Child. Go ahead and check that out and plenty of other offerings. In fact, if you listen to every offering that Audible has, you'd be listening for over three centuries. Go ahead and check out one free month of audible.com by going to audibletrial.com slash they got game. That's audibletrial.com slash they got game. You get 30 days free and you can cancel anytime. Audible.com, an Amazon company. No, things are good. Um, kids are crazy. Uh, just uh, trying to survive parenthood, dude. Dude, I saw uh, uh, Maxie turn in the fridge and do a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah, man. It, the, the big trip was when my son came upstairs with a tent and I was like on the toilet and he and his little brother like blocked me in. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I'm going to have some sort of colon cancer or hemorrhoids at some point because my kids like are jumping on me while I'm like trying to take a crap in the morning and it's just bonkers, dude. But that that everyone's got their struggles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine's like gonna be hemorrhoids. So, <laughs> dude, that's no joke, man. That is no joke, bro. Hit the theme, Sean. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode 9 of They Got Game. We got a great show for you today. This week is the All-Star Game. Um, when we uh, are releasing this, is actually the day of the All-Star Game. A lot of information about that. You might be listening to this after you watch the All-Star Game, uh, but we'll have more about what happened at the All-Star Game on our next episode. Just wanted to really, really thank you guys for tuning in. We are creeping up to our 500th download, which is just an insane thing to think about when we all started this a couple months ago. So just want to say thank you for that. Um, I'll uh, definitely release a little milestone on uh, Instagram and Facebook and stuff when that happens. But um, just want to say thank you guys again for tuning in. I hope that you're enjoying what we're putting out. And um, keep listening. Please uh, uh, share it with your friends and family. So um, first off, we're just going to go ahead and get started with some headlines. Let's get to the stories. AD Anthony Davis um, has a quote-unquote calf strain, um, which no one cares about the, the calf strain part of the strain. It's it's the fact that it's uh, uh, really what's what's 
injured is his Achilles tendon. Um, so they have announced that he's going to be out for at least a month. Uh, they first said at least three weeks, and then they upped that to a month, and they said they're going to quote unquote reevaluate. Not that he's going to be back in a month, but they're just going to reevaluate in a month. So at earliest, at earliest, he's going to be back end of March ish, beginning of Feb uh, of April. Um, the reason something so what happened right after he went down? The Lakers lost three of four games after Anthony Davis went down, which is most notable because yep. they'd only lost six games in the season. So they so they added 50% of their Who's the real toy. MVP? <laughs> Who's the real MVP, Sean? You tell me now. Um <clears throat> uh, I the I mean the Lakers you got to adjust when you lose a player like that, but they look lost. They look lost without I mean they were they were the best or maybe second best team in the league and now they can't get out of their own way. Yep. And that is the problem with playing in LeBron's shadow. No one's going to see you grow. No one's going to see you dominate. And it's it until you, until something like this happens, I guess. I don't know. The Lakers are in trouble because AD is definitely – he's not a Robin to LeBron's Batman. He's mm-hmm. another Batman. Um, and so losing him is just massive. And if LeBron really wants that MVP trophy, now's the time to get it. That's all I got to say about that. Now's the time to show us why you're the most valuable player in the league. Like, turn up for these next, you know, four weeks. Get closer to above a 500 record um, with stats indicating that you're doing your, you know, that you're wrecking the league, and you'll get it. The media wants to give it to them so bad, and I understand that. I, I get that. But there are guys in the league who <sighs> – who deserve it one, two, three spots before LeBron. What what place Joker being one of them. What place no on the um the the where would the Lakers finish in the playoff order now that Anthony Davis is probably gone for the vast majority of the rest of the season, at least. Um where does he where would they have to finish for you to to pick LeBron number one MVP? Okay. They would have to be they'd have to finish it's it's a it's somewhere in between top four and top three in the West. I'll go that low. Like if he could get to the top three record in the West, give it to him. Um, without without AD or even you know even if AD comes back and they're still able to do it, um, you could you could probably give it to him. You know you could that narrative when AD goes out and to still lose AD for a month and and get top three would be would be enough for me. I it would be tolerable if he went higher than that. Like of course I'd be on board, but like I think. Top three is as low as he can go. If he goes anything lower than that, if he if he ends up with like a fifth seed, or heaven forbid they go on a, they go on a massive skid and end up seventh or eighth, and like I there's no way they can give him the MVP. Mm. There's, it's just not possible because yeah. other teams have been injured too. You know, yep. Nuggets for one, yep. and I mean, yeah, I they can't be dropping games to. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, they did. They they lost to the Heat, they, and the Heat are garbage yeah. right now. They lost to the Nuggets. They are. They can't be lost. They can't be losing to the Heat. I understand the Nets loss, um, but you look at all these games. Maybe besides the Nuggets one, mm-hmm. and they would have they would have won that game against the Heat with AD. They would have won that game against the Nets with AD because they only lost by like nine points or no eleven points to the Nets. Mm-hmm. AD is good for eleven plus um, differential. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's performance time, LeBron. Like, show us why 
we should why we should care, you know, because I'm not a believer yet. I think there's other guys in the league doing uh, a more important job. Joker being one. I think Joker's my MVP. Uh, I guess you could say maybe Embiid would be out there. Um, I don't want to even vote for Teague, like Giannis, all that stuff. But uh, I, I don't think I, – so even though I love Joker, I think I, I would if, – if I had a vote, it would probably be for Embiid. And the reason being is just because the East is better and the Sixers are the number one team um, in, in the East. And um, Embiid's the best player on that team. Um, he's, I'm he's, not – his numbers, his numbers aren't as good as Joker's, but he he is more impactful on the defensive side. I'm not gonna let you do that to your team, Sean. <laughs> I I think Embiid is playing great this year, but if you take Joker out of the Nuggets, I I don't think I don't even think they're close to 500. Yeah, I, I yeah. With without Embiid, the Sixers are still a good team, man. That team is actually stacked. It's like Embiid's not playing, but Simmons. Uh, Seth Curry, uh, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, um, all these guys are probably a little bit past their prime, but it, they're they're still serviceable players. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and who else am I forgetting? The the other power forward that they have that's that's good. Uh, too. Harris, Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah. Tobias Harris and the th- Tobias whatever that that new rookie that they have too is incredible. Oh, I don't remember his name. I know it's uh, Frick, man. I'm. This is terrible. Uh, it's like Thibel. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Sixers are stacked. The Sixers actually worry me quite a bit. And all this talk about um, the Nets is, is pretty disrespectful to them. I don't even care that, like, the Bucks aren't even being talked about because they're, they're playing like garbage right now and missing J.Ru. But the Sixers, I in my opinion, are the most talented team in the NBA. Mm. They have savvy vets, outside shooting. They have they have basically it all. And Ben Simmons has just been on a tear. All right, I'll shut up. That's <laughs> enough. It, uh, so, um, well, the other thing that 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 can like as a basketball fan, not as a not as a specific um, team fan, but as a basketball fan, like if you could see me right now, this is my shocked face about Anthony Davis being hurt. Right, like like <laughs> it was it was. Um, really it was it was i actually thought last season i was like oh maybe um all the injuries that anthony davis has was just because he just didn't really want to hurt himself significantly while he was playing for a bad team or something like that um which I, i'm like yeah like why the heck would you sacrifice yourself and you're not going to do anything um but this is just i mean this was the pattern with anthony davis he was he was like I his know, his dude. nickname is like uh, 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 questionable and uh, uh, AD questionable or whatever because he was questionable like 60 games a year um, uh, prior to last year seriously dude he's all, he, he gets injured a lot and mm-hmm. he, like he can he could be in the M. Night Shyamalan universe with like Mr. Glass <laughs> like maybe he's his cousin because you know he he just seems to always tweak something or roll something or strain something he hasn't suffered I don't think has he suffered any like major injuries? No, I don't think so. He had okay. an ACL or anything. But um, he's usually missing like a month every season or some yeah. crap like that. At so, least I'd say I'd say he probably averaged something like twenty missed games per season. Um, uh, but I I'm this is I'm actually I'm concerned as a basketball fan. I'm concerned about this because uh, I know that Kevin Durant and John Wall came back from Achilles injuries um, uh, and they look fine. I don't think that a seven footer can do the same thing. 
No, and I mean, the thing is, is AD, AD is good enough where he can take his game wherever he wants to. Like, yeah, he's going to suffer. If he comes back, you know, not 100%, he's going to suffer on the defensive end and the low post end. But he's still got a decent outside jump shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still, he's still, I mean, the guy can do it all. I, he can, he can pass well. He can shoot well. Um, and what what's going to be missing now is, like, you know, he's not going to be able to bang inside as much um, with some of the other guys. But he's got that huge wingspan, and, you know, he can still be serviceable down there. So I'm not too worried about him when he comes back. He'll be fine. Um, well, hopefully, I mean, for, for multiple reasons. As a, as a fan of the Nuggets, I hope they take their sweet time um, <laughs> get bringing him back as the Lakers are hot garbage without him. But as just as a basketball fan, as a fan of Anthony Davis, um, I really hope they take it slow because, I mean, you saw what happened with Kevin Durant two years ago. They really, really I – mean, I don't think – I don't know if the Golden State Warriors pushed him, but I'm sure Kevin Durant felt some pressure to, to come back because he definitely – came back too soon obviously he played 20 minutes and he tore his achilles from from his calf injury so mm-hmm. um he definitely came back too soon like i just really hope that they i mean i i, I don't know i do you shut him down i mean at this point in time he he practically when he got hurt in that nuggets game in the first half it i, I thought that he tore it right then because he could barely even walk he couldn't put a single yeah. pound of weight on that foot um and I was like shit dude he he tore his Achilles um and he, I feel like I don't I don't I don't know if it's worth even bringing him back I don't know I yeah. don't know let me ask you this Sean let's just bring let's let's bring this to a close here and where do you think the Lakers now end up in the standings Ooh um I'm going to I'm going to say Clippers Nuggets and the Jazz. We got oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, of course the Jazz. Uh, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, and then probably the Suns, and maybe Portland finish above them. So the, probably seven, eight. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if LeBron proves us wrong. Idiot. I hate that guy. <laughs> dude, dude. He the only thing I have, the only problem I have with LeBron, man, is he just complains too much. If he, he would stop complaining on every single trip down the court, I could root for the guy. Mm. I wouldn't even have a problem with it. But he acts like such a man baby out yeah. there, and it's it's nauseating at points, dude. It's just like you just get tired of it. It's just. <sighs> I forgot to add Malik Beasley to the list. What? <sighs> Do you know what happened to Malik Beasley? Uh, let's see here. Fight? Um, no, on. is that that's the old one? Uh, no, no, no. So he got convicted, or or he got sentenced, um, and he got sentenced to like 120 days, I think. Whoa, are you serious? Yep. So that was the um, 120 days. So Malik Beasley. Our ongoing saga with Larsa Pippen and Malik Beasley. Mm. So Larsa Pippen is technically still married to scotty pippen and dating malik beasley she was like defending her relationship with him online um even though he's still technically married too so they're both technically married um malik kicked his ex out of the house when he was cheating on her and some like there was a parade of homes (laughs) i thought that this was a drug um uh deal gone bad or something like that that's not what happened so at his home in minnesota there was a parade of homes happening in the neighborhood. Somebody walked up to his home thinking that um, it was on the parade of homes. It wasn't. He came out 
and threatened the family. I think it was a mother uh, and a daughter, yeah. and he threatened them with with uh, uh, um, a gun and like chased them off of his property for coming and knocking on his door, asking if it was the Prado Homes. Now. I don't know the details. I don't know if, if you know, I'm sure there's another part of this story where she was saying, like, you don't live here. So I don't know what, I don't know anything else that happened. All I know is that Malik Beasley chased this woman so off his property. Is he still on the team or like what is he doing time in like a, in prison or is it just like a, you know, does he go to practice and then go to like a correction facility? Let me see here. So he. Um, so because of COVID, so because of COVID, oh, oh, his, his report date is May 26th. So he still got about two months until his report date. And then because of COVID, um, they said that he probably won't end up serving any time in prison that he'll probably report and then he might serve like a day or two and then they'll release him, um, uh, to be on home arrest with, uh, uh, monitoring. Um, but like that's a for real jail sentence, man. That is that is like I <laughs> wow. thought that this was, and on top of that, his wife, um, who was still living at the house at the time, had like a pound of weed at the house. I'm wow. I'm guessing this was. He was like, "Yo, I can't go to prison for if I get a pound of weed, like I am getting kicked out of the NBA." And so she was like, "Yeah, that's my weed. That's my weed. Yeah, he had nothing sure. to do with it. I'm sure that's going to. I doubt that his wife." had a pound of weed like <laughs> that's a yeah lot. you gotta have a fall guy man yeah. when you're riding in your entourage like it's mm-hmm. just to be expected the one making the least amount of dough mm-hmm. is the fall guy You're like yo so. yo this is your point of being in the crew is that when we get arrested you say it's your fault <laughs> like if you want to hang out with us if you want to do this like like that's fine but you got to take the fall for this shit man. <laughs> it's just a business decision dude. It's, you know, nothing personal. But yep. you got to go away for a little bit, Jared. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, you got to you got to do a couple months of time every year or two here and then and in exchange for uh hanging out with the crew and like that's that's what your place, man. That's your place. <laughs> so, next headline here are the the um All-Star starters renounced this week. Um, All-Star game will be the 7th of March. They have kind of a weird All-Star game where the players aren't allowed out of their hotel rooms. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of going to the All-Star game is like the parties. And stuff. They're in Atlanta. They are in Atlanta, like party you know, this shit's city. this going to fall apart. Party city. <laughs> and they're not even allowed. They're not even supposed to leave their hotel rooms. Are you kidding me? There is no damn way some of these young bucks are going to Atlanta nope. where everything is open and they're going to be like, yeah, no big deal. Like I'm going to hang out in my hotel room, do nothing on my, on my all-star game. That's cool. Yeah. There's going to be like a power outage, uh, in Atlanta, <laughs> except like for the Atlanta dome. I don't, I don't even know what it's called. The mm. arena that they put no, in dude, there, Adam Silver, the snake monster, he's going to be like slid into the hallways. Like I'm a snake. <laughs> <laughs> dude, God bless him. But, um, all right, so the starters for the West were announced were, and these are these are fan votes, not um, uh, uh, the player votes and the uh, the coaches' picks. But it's Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, uh, Kawhi Leonard in the West, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel, uh, Joel Embiid um, in the East. Um, problems on either side. Yeah, uh, no, the West makes sense. I'll let you talk about the East, Sean, because I, f- I feel the same way. I, I know you got. I, I have no problems on the on the West at all. Uh, the one, 
the one player that I, it, the problem is like if you take him out uh, the the player that that is deserving definitely deserving is um dame uh damian lillard mm-hmm. but like i don't he's when you look at the stats you look at the team's performance i guess luca is maybe the person you take out but luca's been so good and steph is like too good you can't take him so like i want dame in there but i don't want either one of those guys out either right um and then on the east Kyrie has just missed way too much time. Like he he's the one that I'm like, come on, man, are you serious? He he just should not be. His stats are fine, but he's missed like a quarter of the season. Like he's it, it's yeah. so um, replacements that I would have. I would my well, KD's first... missed time too. So I mean, either one of those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's true. It's not like they're not good. It's just yeah. like, dude, you can't. I I think the All Star game has to be rewarded by by performance. You know, obviously the stats, but also by like how many games you played. Um, if, if you're missing like 20 to 30% of the games, I, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know, man. The, the, they would never sit Michael Jordan if he got like a ankle tweak. That's you know? true. I, but these guys aren't Michael Jordan. So, but the one, so. the one player in the East, uh, the, the, that I really, really hope to see in there this season was, uh, um, Jordan Levine. Um, no, no. Um, Zach, Zach Levine, Levine. Sorry. Yeah. Jordan. How, how is so Zach Levine is, is the I one know. guy. And I probably would have replaced him with Kyrie, but other than that, um, the the big um, missing player last year was Bradley Beal, so he's in there. Um, but I, yeah, I just I just really wish Zach has just been so good this year. You know what's crazy, man? Nobody is talking about this guy. Yeah. Nobody. I know. It's, it. And it's probably because the Bulls like suck. I don't even know what the Bulls' record is, man. Um, they're. I, I think they're. I think they're in the playoffs. All right, thirteen and sixteen. Um, let me um, see. That puts them. Um, that puts them ninth. So they are one game behind Charlotte for the um the eighth spot in the in playoffs. But he's he's just he's maybe and maybe that's that's a big part of it is that like oh no Bradley Beal's there the Washington Wizards are garbage. I I have I have, I have no good reason. It's the to keep narrative, that dude. Yeah. I, it's the narrative, man. I for some reason like Bradley Beal has captured the hearts and minds of America, <laughs> and Zach Levine is living under a bridge somewhere in a you know in a fantasy land because nobody knows that this guy exists, even though he's playing incredible. If nothing else, they got a uh, hopefully forty three percent from three this I know, year. Dude. I know, Good and God. and he's, he has like two or three game winners this year too. I mean, he's just been he's just been out, out of his mind. Um, hopefully, if nothing else, he gets most improved player this year. If that, I think that's still a, a superlative they've got. Because um, he's real. I mean, like two seasons ago, he was like, like his narrative around the league was like, the Bulls were dying to get rid of him, and no one would take him because of like how what a, what a problem he would be, and like how his shooting wasn't efficient enough. And now he's like top ten player in the league. Yeah. Yeah, easily. I wish the I wish the Bucks would have like gone after him too. Like, I, I, I know I the nu- they... the Nuggets apparently were offered Zach Levine two years ago, um, uh, Jamal Murray for Zach Levine straight up. And at the time, I was like, that no way. Are you kidding me? That's uh, that's insulting to even think about it. And now I'm like, oh, why can't know. the Bulls build around this guy, dude? What the know. fuck is going on there? He's making twenty million. You have a top ten guy making twenty million. You should be able to spend all that excess and get somebody good, dude. I just don't get. I don't like, understand. What the fuck are they doing? The Bulls since uh, uh, um, Jordan left, I think they made it to the playoffs maybe, maybe two or three more times. There was a Derrick um, Rose with Derrick Rose. Yep, with yeah. Derrick Rose. But they were never like threatening to win a championship in any of those. They years. were. Char. They were that. They did. The Der- I think they got beat by LeBron. Um, 
in the, was it the heat that knocked him out? But I think they took the heat to a, a deep series. Mm. Well, it was just like it's it's just so fleeting, you know. They they if you yeah, watch if you, you watch the last the last dance, they were like dying to blow that team up, and they were like, "We can do this again. Like, get rid of Phil, get rid of Jordan, get rid of Scotty. Let's get rid of all these guys. We can redo this, no problem." And they basically haven't done shit in right. twenty five years. They went from like the most dominant franchise in NBA history for a decade to not even a whisper of anything since then. It's just, it, like, this is obviously just like know, poor dude. management. I know, man. You let the bucks creep up on you and like steal your shine, dude. That's like, dude, we're just, we're a small town compared to Chicago. Yeah. You yeah. Know? They're, they're a big market. They can attract free agents. They, uh, um, drafted, um, uh, all stars and you, they couldn't turn that into anything. Yeah. Chicago's a great city too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I love Milwaukee, but, you know, Chicago is great. It's like, it, it, it's not necessarily New York, but I, I mean, as far as like actual cityscapes go, it's like, it's way more impressive than LA. Um, it's way more impressive than like San Diego or like, uh, I mean, what's another big city? Um, it, Miami, Seattle. like Chica- Chicago has a lot to offer, dude. Like you can find anything in Chicago. Yeah. The crime's crazy, but you know. <laughs> so um, do you remember the, the all-star format they put out last year? Yeah. Uh, Boy, I do not. It was something like so. It was in honor of Kobe. It was something like the winner of the quarter was like first to twenty four points. Oh yes, that's right. I liked it a lot more. It uh-huh. was so good because usually yep. it's like one hundred and sixty to one hundred and fifty six, and there's mm-hmm. there's no defense and like none of the players really playing. They're just kind of dicking around. It yep. got like crazy physical. The way that the it format was awesome. they the way the they, they created that format it was like insanely physical down the stretch, and like I was just fingers crossed like please please Joker don't get hurt don't get hurt <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, they were playing so hard. And I've uh-huh. never uh, the the tweaks they made made it like such a, a good game. Um, it was it was really good. Yeah, that was one of the like honestly the best All Star games I remember watching. Yeah, you know, it was most incredibly enjoyable. Snooze fest, but I usually watch the first half. Maybe um, I, I honestly like the three point contest and the dunk contest more than the All Star game itself. But last year I was like, damn, this was awesome. This mm-hmm. was a great game. Um, and so there's my point of that was they're keeping it for this year, so it hopefully is uh, uh, keeps the same intensity up um, this time. Yeah. Okay, so Boogie is getting released by the um, uh, Houston Rockets. Uh, a word on the street is he's probably going to make his way over to LA, um, which might be able to help him out with the AD loss. What do you think about this? <laughs> I mean, whatever. I I don't even know. Like the guy's never not even on my radar anymore. Uh, I I don't know. Like Boogie, I I just don't think he he has what it takes anymore. Um, take a guy who was in like a similar situation in his career, getting mm-hmm. older, getting slower, not as dominant on the inside anymore. Like Brooke Lopez, mm-hmm. he basically just said, you know what, I'm gonna learn how to shoot threes and now he's extended the life of his career to how i mean brooke lopez can now play i mean he could, like for until he's like 45 if mm-hmm. he wants to he's always been slow he's always been like um you know an unathletic big yeah and so and now that he's learned how to shoot from the outside uh like look at what's look what's carmelo anthony is doing yeah you know he's he's obviously not you know 
his former self and he won't be but he saves his energy now to come in like in crunch crunch time minutes or off the bench um, or whatever role he's accepted that and and gives them little bursts of whatever scoring and whatnot boogie could have been that guy um and i think he tried to be but i dude he comes across as somebody who just doesn't he he's beyond the point now in his career where he wants to put in the time and energy to like maintain himself right He's obviously not like getting Sean Kemp fat, but it's dude. You know like, Sean Kemp is running a dispensary. God, dude, I awesome, great for him, man. Um, but yeah, I I just don't think Boogie's just having a hard time adapting. You know, that'll be he could probably do something for the Lakers, come in for like you know five ten minutes a game and just not be a black hole out there. But I feel I feel kind of frustrated because as soon as he got injured in New Orleans, that was like the end of his career. It, well, he never he never recaptured his former. So. This I mean they like like he he's they've got that guy there. Uh, Marcus Saul is there. Like that's basically what Marcus Saul does. I know, right? Like so, I know. they they've really limited Marcus Saul's minutes. I mean they've they've like put a hard cap on it, like fifteen or something like that, or sixteen. So maybe it's just to extend uh, basically just you know extend out that and have thirty minutes of Marcus Saul because that's that's kind of what Boogie is is just. A dude that stands around and is big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just think he's. We're now seeing that he's relied too much on athleticism in, yeah. in his game. Well, it was. Um. So I was listening to uh, George Carl's um, podcast, and George Carl coached Boogie Cousins on the Kings for one or two seasons. I don't remember. Um. And somebody asked him if he thinks that Joker in his prime reminds him of Boogie in his prime. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, George Carl said something. He, he started out pretty tame. He's like, well, Joker's passing is like not even close to, to – or Boogie's passing wasn't even close to Joker's passing. And they're both pretty good inside. And they're both you know about the same on the outside. He's like, but the intangibles that Joker brings is immeasurable – to what um, uh, Boogie was. He's like, it was toxic having Boogie in the locker room and he made everyone around him worse and Joker makes everyone around him better. And then he finished the talk by saying something to the effect of, thinking about this comparison makes me want to throw up in my mouth. (laughs) 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 And I was like, damn. I mean, because George, we, you and I met George Carl. We know George Carl kind of yeah. like we like he was a very mild mannered, like soft spoken guy at the end of his career, and definitely now because um it's it's still the same time. And to hear him say that about a player, I'm like, it must have been terrible in those locker rooms for George Carl to say that. You know, George Carl's taken a lot of heat, but you know what? I would I I actually. I can forgive people who who slip up here and there, and like whatever he wrote in his book about Carmelo Anthony, you know, probably probably was in poor taste. But I mean, the guy just doesn't give a fuck, Sean, and I love it. <laughs> I love people like that because we gotten so scared to be politically correct. I just I love that George Carl's coming a little unhinged and uh, just <laughs> launching nukes on twitter sometimes <laughs> he is clapping fools on twitter man uh, like who was the coach of that the ex-coach of the warriors like oh mark that jackson. one tweet mark jackson yep. he roasted him mm-hmm. so bad i think mark jackson had to delete his account after that 
because because George just <laughs> didn't didn't did, I think George might have coached him actually at one point in time maybe um, I don't remember but it, it, yeah <laughs> yeah he's he's definitely like. He's gonna Aubrey Huff from the um, San Francisco 49ers. He gets into fights with Aubrey Huff sometimes. And, um, <laughs> uh, not the 49ers side, the, the um, San Francisco. Um, so what's the stupid baseball team name? Giants. He, he Giants. gets into fights with Aubrey Huff from the Giants sometimes. It's it's pretty funny, especially because he's like this old man that like barely talks, and then you like <laughs> like just absolutely <laughs> destroys people. Yeah, dude, I I love it. I love it. Gripes. Dang, man. Are you kidding me? Gripes. All right, Dave. Um, rounding out here, man. Uh, what gripes do you have for the week, man? What's going on that's, uh, that's, that's grinding your gears, buddy? Uh, okay, well, I mean, this would be strange a little bit, but... Chick-fil-A and Starbucks are always fucking packed. And, <laughs> you know, I I enjoy both of those establishments. But they they either – I don't know what the fuck they have to do, but um, they they need to somehow service their clients in, in a more feasible way. I don't know if they need to open up like a freaking Walmart-sized Starbucks <laughs> where it's just like a, a fucking block of coffee. Um, but – I don't know, man. I, every time I try to go there, it it is like literally a it, it's like a fifteen twenty minute wait, and people are just like willing to do that, man. And yeah. I don't know if it's I think it's just the clientele and coffee culture's out of control. Um, but my God, dude, Chick Fil A has too many fucking customers, and and this shit is I see it every day because I drive past one on the way to the gym, and I literally can't get in the gym parking lot sometimes because people are going to fucking Chick Fil A, and it's just <laughs> it, traffic's backed up on the highway, dude. <laughs> And so whatever, right? But and they do they're doing their best. You know, they have like an army of people working there, but man So we got so, it, that, so that's my gripe, dude. I don't know. Remember remember my gripe from a few uh Get uh, fat, America. Ago. Get fat and die. I'm trying to get to the <laughs> fucking gym. You remember the um the gripe I had probably about two months ago it was about in the in and out drive through? Um, or like yeah. people doing that. So you said the same thing. An update, yeah. Well, well, no, well, no. Uh, it, obviously different. But um, the uh, an update. We're I don't know two or three months later. There's still like 150 cars in the stupid in and out drive through. Um, we're like six months through uh, past their opening, and there's still police officers out there directing traffic for a drive through here. I know, dude. It. Like the Army National Guard's gonna have to come down and help <laughs> hand out food because these people can't get their fucking cheese sandwich or cheese sandwiches fast enough, dude. They um, so there was supposed to be another In and Out that was supposed to open in uh, Park Meadows months ago, months ago, and then after the uh, city saw what happened in Aurora, um, the city, the others at Inglewood, I believe, was like, "Yo, In and Out, like you got to come up with a traffic plan to accommodate 200 cars because you've got." maybe space for 20 and we can't have cars driving out in the middle of the road for your stupid drive through so they actually postponed it they they haven't opened they were the, the restaurant's been done for two and a half months it's just been sitting there there's cups i i drive past it like almost every day i see it there's cups like in the holders like there's straws in the dispensers and they can't open because they can't figure out what to do with 200 cars that's hilarious <laughs> Flying faster that's thing. freaking hilarious <laughs> suffering from success <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. 
Well, good. You know, fuck them. I don't care. Like they need they need to figure that shit out because it's a freaking liability, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like I see a, I see a Chick Fil A go up by my house. I'm like, that's like a goddamn casino going up by my place. It's like crime going up, domestic abuse, or domestic violence going up because people can't get to their chicken sandwiches, dude. Ah. Yeah, I came prepared. I came angry today, man. Oh, <laughs> whenever you see, whenever you see the, I don't know if they do this in Wisconsin because it's so cold there, but in Colorado, they've got like five people running around outside, like taking people's orders in the line and then like running receipts back and forth yeah, and running. That, like, they do that. They do that. It, 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 I'm like, good God, like people, what is, what is with your, do they put crack in the chicken sandwiches? Because I, I, like, I don't get me wrong. I think the food is fine, but like, waiting in line for an hour for that chicken sandwich. I mean, go to Popeye's, man. It's so much better at Popeye's anyway. Bruh, I mean, I don't think people know how to fucking cook, Sean. I think we have a generation <laughs> of people coming up with no home ec class or, like, culinary skills. Uh, you know, I and that's and that might be the solution is teaching America how to cook again. Mm. But the corporations don't want you to learn how to cook, do they, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy time. Make I'm connecting America cook again. I want to make right. a red house. Dude, seriously. And you know what? You know what? Uh, people who listen to the podcast, Sean is actually a certified sous chef. And this guy could be giving us culinary tips every fucking week, but he doesn't. That's my other podcast. It's called uh, uh, Pan Fans. Panly Fans. Oh, All right. Gosh. My gripe for the week. And th- this is... <clears throat> Let, it's a little it's a little funny i know it's, it's funny for me which is now okay what's sad about it is that people are having a really hard time and some people have died that is that is totally sad and heartbreaking and i'm, what I'm talking about is texas um texas it was cold in texas and their uh, natural gas plants froze their windmills froze their um the pipelines literally carrying fuel back and forth froze and they had like no power and heat in Texas. Now, <clears throat> the reason why I'm saying this is it's it's I, I it was cold. It was definitely cold in Texas. It wasn't that cold <laughs> in Texas. Like Dude. it's it's that cold all the time in Colorado. Like it's 20 degrees colder than that in Wisconsin all the time. And I, it shut down the whole the, one of the wealthiest states in the country, probably like the third or fourth wealthiest state in the country. It shut the whole fucking state down. I can uh, speak to this because I know a guy who actually manages a call center for Aqua America, which is the privatized um, water company out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like in Texas, they don't have like a, a, a public utility. It's like a private company mm-hmm. that runs it. So right there, they're trying they're, they're obviously trying to cut costs um, and make a buck right off of like a public utility. That's problem number one. And I know that Aqua America probably doesn't run the entire state, but they run a huge portion of it. Number two is they don't even bury their fucking pipes out there, Sean. So you literally just have water pipes above ground. So anytime it snows or it drops below 30, like you have shit bursting everywhere. Mm. Whereas like you go to like Colorado, you go to Wisconsin, dude, our pipes, our water pipes are deep in the ground for a reason, right? Yeah. Texas was like, fuck that. That's too much goddamn work. <laughs> you know, I'm sick and tired of this. Like, I'm, I'm just going to put the pipe on the ground. And like, well, that's why shit's breaking all the time. But, let's, I mean, let's be honest. It's their power uh, problems as well. Their, mm-hmm. their power is like really the chief problem because people can't heat their houses. That's why the pipes are, you know. Yep. So, so the pipes are more unfairly, you know, blamed. You're watching videos of people's you know, water coming through their ceiling and shit in Texas, but it's the power companies as well that are to blame. And so 
Holy fuck, man. If I were if I were living in Texas, I would be irate. I would I mean, those people there are rowdy. Yeah. Get ra- get rowdy, man. Go <laughs> go bang on fucking Ted Cruz's door. There's a like, lot of fucking people with guns in Texas like <laughs> Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> so what 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 blew my mind about the uh, the freezing um the, the like the no power no heat um thing in Texas was um that like so what I found out apparently was that like I don't know twenty years ago or something like that Texas to to make a same thing to make a little bit extra money they just like took the entire country is basically on an interconnected electrical grid and Texas took itself off the electrical grid um, so uh, um, they could right they wouldn't have to be regulated by the federal government. <clears throat> And part of that was doing this kind of stuff, like uh, exactly what you're talking about. Like they didn't have to like do things in, this, in a specific way. Um, they could do it however they wanted. That was like the more profitable way. And so like the, the reason why I did this said that they could run it more efficiently and then it gets cold for like three or four days and it's just the whole fucking state down. <laughs> and you, but yeah, the thing is though, Sean is like, this isn't something that's unique to them. This shit happens every single time. Like it gets cold or too rainy down there. Mm-hmm. Like if they they live in a fucking paper city or paper state. Yeah, you know, just like Guadalajara, Mexico. There's as soon as like a, a cloud flew over, psh, the internet shut down. <laughs> um, and so yeah, dude, like Texas is kind of fucked. They need to get their shit together, dog, because this is not something that's unique. And the manager I was talking to, he runs like a small like call center in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um, and he said they they you know they they have like I don't know anywhere from five to 12 people working at a time there. And they take a mass amount of calls. He said just from Aqua America alone, they took 5,000 calls in like 48 hours. Oh, wow. That's just, that's an insane amount of calls. From, from for, like, from like water outages? From water outages and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow. Like Aqua America, like subcontracts, a lot of the, like their customer service out through call centers around the, like the United States. Hmm. Um, and so he works at one of them and it was, it's just like, he's just like, yeah, dude, it's just been insane. So, and, and those people are not happy. I like, when they call up, they're like, I want to fucking know where you live because <laughs> I'm coming up there right now and we are going to shoot you dead. So, so um, Ted Cruz in the middle of this now, um, I, so Ted Cruz right in the middle of all the shit that's going on. The state is like freezing. There's no power. There's no water. People are dying of, um, uh, hypothermia and no food and all this craziness and ted cruz um apparently his wife was like texting their little like friend group and was like hey guys it's cold here like let's go to cancun and so they, <laughs> and, and, and this is how good of friends those people are those people that were on that text string with the cruises apparently gave those text messages over to the new york times and the new york times like fact checked it with every single number that was on the text string and they confirmed it and they're like yeah like Ted Cruz is like, no, we planned this months ago. And then the, the texture is like, no, you planned this like three days ago. And he was like, he was going to fly down to Cancun, spend the weekend there. And he would have, he would have gotten away with it too, except for somebody that was at the airport, took a picture of him flying to Cancun and posted all over the internet. And like the internet went fucking crazy for like 24 hours. Yeah. That's all you could see was like, is Ted Cruz really in Cancun? Is Ted Cruz really in Cancun? And they're like, Hey guys, all I was doing was I was just going and dropping my, my daughters off in Cancun. And then I was going to fly back the next day. I was just trying to be a good dad. I'm like, 
nobody fucking believes that bro like <laughs> nobody thinks you had to chaperone your daughters who your wife and your friends are on the same flight and trip that you had to chaperone them down there for for just to fly right back that's yeah, no know. one believes that that's what fucking happened bro. That, that was embarrassing and was and embarrassing and for him. I, I, like whether or not you're a fan of aoc i i personally am not a huge fan of aoc but um she was uh, her and Beto work like fundraised like millions of dollars and and like did text banks and phone banks and like we're doing well checks on people and not that like you know two people and you got a couple hundred volunteers they could do what they could do it maybe not be that impactful but yeah. it's they don't even fucking like better rook doesn't represent the state of texas he's just a dude aoc represents brooklyn or the queens or something like that yeah. and they were doing more for texas than fucking ted cruz was yeah, no, I, you know, and I am a fan of AOC. Not necessarily that, like, I agree with everything she says, but she's shaking shit up. Yeah. I love that. I love, like, uh, we need some young blood, like, up in the up in the politics, up in uh, the, you know, in the capital there, dude. So What I appreciate about AOC is that she represents, she is from one of the most liberal districts in the country. She's one of the most liberal representatives in the House, and she represents that district well. So she is an embodiment of that district, right? And like, mm-hmm. what what happens is we just have four hundred people who are in who are in Congress who are all just like middle of the road. And if we had people represent their districts the way their districts looked. And if they were super liberal districts, they had super liberal representatives, or if they're super conservative districts, they had super conservative representatives. It would be, a, I feel like it would be better instead of just 400 yeah. people that all basically believe the same thing and just want to get reelected to have a job. For real, for real. I, I, yeah, I do. I wish it was a little bit more crazy, a little bit more rowdy. Yeah. You know, like the people, people calling each other out and shit. That'd be dope. <laughs> so yeah i don't know dude. dude so whether 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 or not you like aoc or not like she was at least doing something and not like right, fucking drinking right. mai tais <laughs> yeah I know, when I whenever know. oh my god have you seen that campaign video from ted cruz where he leans over to kiss his daughter and his daughter's like get the get the hell away from me what are you doing <laughs> and now <laughs> no, i have not I oh have man not. i'll send it to you so there's this really funny he's like leaning in to kiss her like on a campaign video and then she's like ah like don't touch me and now that he's like <laughs> blaming her for all this nonsense he's like it was her fault she did it i'm like i'm sure she's like i'm never talking to you again dude can you imagine being in one of those families oh man oh so do you know do do you ever see that stuff with um oh my god the the political family it just must be an insane household is the conway household kellyanne conway oh yeah oh um, yeah is is the uh, donald trump's one of his closest advisors advisors her husband george conway is the leader of one of the biggest anti-trump groups and then their daughter is like one of the most liberal people on the face of the planet and like they make her like do like hostage videos like once a week <laughs> like <laughs> uh please please do not send please do not call hum- uh, um uh child services anymore on my family like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I I remember like reading like little bits here and there about what's going on with the Conways and like her daughter and stuff like that. And um, it's just it's funny, dude. Like, yeah, you're probably you're probably right, dude. That must be insane. Oh my god. I mean, I mean, it's it's one thing just to like have like a a, a political uh, a parent, but to have two pol- political parents who are on completely opposite sides. I know. That just must be insane. And and not just completely opposite sides, but vocally. I mean, they are like spokespeople for their sides. 
and they're on opposite sides of it. I mean, it just must be an insane household. I can't believe they're still married. Like, no, I can't it's probably, probably just like a normal marriage. It's probably you know, wild just... in the bedroom, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to episode nine of They Got Game. Each week we take one word and we really dive into it to get to know something that I think that you should know a little bit more about. This week, that word is Yuta. What I'm talking about is a Japanese basketball player named Yuta Watanabe. He plays for the Toronto Raptors and I wanted to do a big deep dive into Yuta and the reason why is pretty recently he got yammed on and I'll let you hear the audio from that dunk here in just a second where Anthony Edwards absolutely destroys Yuta in probably the dunk of the year on top of him. The game is so fast. Timberwolves will take off a little bit of time here. They were lucky that wasn't turned over. Anthony Edwards that time he does finish with the exclamation point. Watanabe got his feelings hurt on this one. I mean, that is absolutely filthy. There have been very few in-game dunks that have looked like that. Put that on a poster. I don't care who's he, defending. That was yeah, that. wants to look at his own work. That was impressive. You gotta love it. And I posted something on social media as a kind of a tongue-in-cheek little joke saying that this should be a hate crime. Black man dunking on an Asian uh, a basketball player in this violent fashion just seemed wrong. But it really related to me in another way. And the reason why it related um, to me in another way is that there has been an increase in hate crimes against Asian Americans across the country. And I'm not going to take this time right now to talk about how we need to stop uh, hate crimes against Asian Americans, even though I do think obviously that should happen. But what I want to talk about is something a little bit deeper and that this summer during the Black Lives Matter protests, there was a huge outpouring of support from Asian American actors and public figures uh, uh, saying, hey, we support Black Lives Matter. We are in this with you. And I really want to take this time to say uh, I'm worried about this time because as this increase in uh, attacks against Asian Americans, some of the videos, some of the most prominent videos that have come out showing some of these attacks have been by black Americans against Asian Americans. And when you look at the statistics, it is no more uh, um, prevalent that uh, uh, black Americans are attacking Asian Americans. It just so happens that some of the videos that have come out um, that have really brought a lot of attention have been black Americans um, assaulting Asian Americans. So much so that Daniel Day Kim and Daniel Wook um, offered a $25,000 reward uh, uh, for the information relating to an arrest of an attack on a 91-year-old um, resident in the Bay Area who was pushed to the ground just walking down the street. Um, and I don't believe that Daniel Day Kim and Daniel Wu were doing this on purpose. But what they did is they caused this internal social media rift that basically threw back old prejudices of black Americans against Asian Americans and Asian Americans against black Americans. And this is probably most well known. Uh, if you think back to the 92 LA riots, there were dozens and dozens of Asian owned businesses that were burned and destroyed during the LA riots after the Rodney King um, incident. When that happened, 
it really caused this rift among Asian Americans and black Americans. But it even goes back further than that. During the civil rights movement, um, Asian Americans were really called the model minority and used as a crutch to um, discriminate against black Americans um, and saying, hey, black Americans, why can't you just be like Asian Americans and um, succeed even though uh, um, they were oppressed as well? And Asian Americans took this and instead of standing up and, and standing back against that um, stereotype, they really fell in line with it. There's a great uh, scene in a documentary called Relocation Arkansas. And there's a, an Asian American man who was um, in the um, internment camps in the uh, um, 40s during the civil rights movement. And he was actually at the um, high school where they were integrating for the first time in Arkansas. And um, instead of standing up for the little girl who was uh, uh, being escorted into the school with um, just a barrage of people screaming at her the only black girl in the school he said that he stood with the um uh, the crowd screaming at this girl and how sorry he was and how much he wished that he had stood up for her civil rights because her civil rights were his civil rights and he um apologized for not um, taking a stand that day what I'm worried about right now is in this time when there is an increase in altercations and um, hate crimes against Asian Americans, that we forget about what we went through this summer where we said we stand with black Americans in this fight for civil rights. And instead, we fall back onto old tropes and decide that now um, uh, that something is happening to us, to Asian Americans, that we are going to fall back. We will be on opposite sides again. I want to take this time when we have this increase in violence against Asian Americans to think and really hold to what we said we were going to do, which is we are going to be on the same side this time. We are going to fight for black civil rights because that is Asian civil rights. We are going to fight for women's civil rights because that is Asian civil rights. And I want to make sure that my Asian brothers and sisters who are listening to this right now do not take this time that is scary no doubt and you have um, an increased fear of attacks on you your children your parents your grandparents to not forget what we said this summer which is we are on the same side thank you very much for listening to this episode of they got game you can find us online at theygotgame.com as well as our social media profiles they got game cast on twitter instagram and facebook Please like and subscribe, give us five stars if you can, and sharing us with your friends and family really helps out. If anybody asks you about Dave and Sean, make sure to tell them they got game.